You are dialed in to the Success Line Podcast, the place where you get a chance to phone a friend, call in a lifeline, and ask a favor of someone who's been there and done that. This is Real People getting one-on-one coaching with Success Entrepreneurship Editor and New York Times bestselling author, Rory Vaden. Here's Rory. Hey there, it's Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group and your host of The Success Line. What you're about to hear is a real-life conversation with somebody that I am just meeting about the actual struggles they are facing each and every day in their life and their business. You and I are going to meet them at the same time. We're going to have an honest talk and then stick around at the very end and I'll do a debrief and a recap highlighting some of the biggest takeaways that you can apply to your own life. Let's get started. We are back on the success line. I'm meeting a brand new friend. Her name is Rukt. She has a six month old baby uh, and <laughs> she is involved in a number of things, but I don't really know her. So I'm meeting her for the first time. I think uh, from her questionnaire that our conversation is going to go in the direction of productivity and work-life balance and multiplying time and how do you how do you hold it all together but there's no way to know for sure until we get into it so uh, Rukt welcome and thanks for being here thank you thank you so much uh, Rory uh, for having me um, I'm a big fan of the success line I listen to the postcard all the time and and, and I also like Kindra uh, all of you guys are the success magazine but uh, I'm very grateful um to have the opportunity to speak with you uh, that I know for a fact that you have the right answers for my questions. Oh, you're so sweet. I I love that. I just love that so much about you that you're a student and you're tuning in to Kendra and the other editors. And yeah, that's why yeah. we're we're here. And by the way, those of you listening, if you haven't uh, yet, if you go to success.com forward slash success line guest, any of you can apply to come on the show to get free coaching uh, right here, just like this. And I, I'm, uh, you know, there, that's how you got here, right? So here is here is uh, Rook. So tell us a little bit about your story. Who? What do you do? What's your family life? Where do you live? How do you make How do you make money? Just give us a little background. Well, um, I am a fashion designer forever, but now oh, I am fashion designer. Um, yeah, I am a wife and a mom. So for many, many years, um, all of my time, my energy, my focus has been into uh, building my business, which is was my baby, always my first baby. And right. I enjoy it so much. And I have so much faith into this, you know, I, I run in high school. So I have a lot of, um, how oh, can you I run say, a, love, a, a fashion school. You run a school, school a fashion yeah, school. Yeah, a fashion school. Yeah, so I had a lot okay. of passion for these uh, projects. And I believe, and my husband, we all believe on. But uh, now, um, as I say, and and a wife, and I have a baby. I, got, I had a baby the 23rd of December. And I now mm. I'm facing the big challenge that many entrepreneurs and many moms have. How to balance work, uh, family life, you know, caring for your baby because I don't want to neglect mm. him. And I want to give him the best quality uh, of me. It's but a little boy, time, a little mijito. Yeah. <laughs> Un hijito. Uh, 
Exactly. I love exactly. it. Where are you where yeah. are you from? You have an accent, and I'm it. It doesn't sound like you're from New Jersey, so I'm guessing your accent is from somewhere <laughs> somewhere uh, else. Maybe maybe south of the U.S. somewhere. No, I I'm actually from the Dominican Republic. Ah, so Latina. Yeah, yeah, from the All Dominican right. Republic. Yeah, I has been living here for um, a little more than twenty years now. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, well, and so you have a six month old baby boy, you're running this fashion school, which is so cool. Yeah. You've been an entrepreneur, um, for how, how many years you said? Well, I, uh, I used to have my closing line. I always has been basically working for my own, but then, okay. uh, in 2016, I has, I has been seeing the needs in Miami, especially in Miami for, uh, auction school that actually teach people the craft of the fashion industry. First of all, it's not many ocean and the one that they are, they're super expensive. They college you is it's hard to get in. So I was like, I mm. I wanna offer them the opportunity to learn the craft of the industry. Uh you know, just what they wanted to learn. So in 2016 mm. I opened I opened the Fashion Institute of South Florida. I love that. That's 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 interesting. I mean, that's kind of a thing that's happening with education in general. Is it, it gets too yes. expensive and too hard and too rigorous to go it's, through a institution, yeah. and then somebody like you who's got the industry experience and you've been actually doing it um, for decades. It. And I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, for sure. It had a lot of potential, but it, of course, it had its challenge as well. So what's your and so is your struggle right now? Just going, oh my goodness, how do I take care of? Is this your first baby? Yeah, I'm probably my last. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's my first baby. Yeah, well, I would say that six months into our first baby, I probably would have said it was going to be our last two. Those uh -oh. first six months are really, really hard. And um, I would say this, it, 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 it's... I would probably say it was the hardest thing that I've ever done um, was wow. having a, having a baby and I'm not the mom, right? Right. I'm the dad. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, but it's only a, but your wife is also entrepreneur. I look her yeah. up on Instagram and you both, you know, in, into the, uh, uh, your business, the branding business. So I'm sure that she faced basically the same challenge that I am facing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, every mom entrepreneur does and even, you know, dad entrepreneurs to, to some yeah. extent, but I, you know, the first thing I would just say to you, which I, I would not consider myself the expert on parenting advice, but I have had two children, you know, at this point, And I would say the first six months that you have a kid, mm -hmm. it is crazy. It is like nothing else you will ever experience. And it, it, it's the, it's the hardest schedule wise and fatigue wise. I think that it, it, it's going to be, and it gets easier. And that six month that it, oh. it, you hit six months, it turns a corner. It, it's not that it gets easy, but it gets, it starts getting a little more manageable specifically physically, right? I mean, those first six months, you're feeding them, burping them every couple hours, middle of the night, you're not sleeping. Uh, I mean, I know. the whole, uh, you know, for those of you moms that breastfeed, I mean, breastfeeding is I, so difficult and so it's hard. It's a slavery. It's a slavery. 
It is. And, and I remember when AJ was traveling, she was pumping in airport bathrooms, sitting on these dirty floors, pumping while the plane was flying. I mean, it was just yeah. so hard and, and scary and frustrating. And so anyways, congratulations on making it to six months, because when you make it to six months, it's it is a game changer. And I'll tell you that for both of our kids. Again, normally I'm not the one to share parenting advice. So this isn't advice. This is just experience. Um, but on their six month birthday, you know, we had had a hard time getting both our kids to sleep through the night. And our doctor said, let them cry it out. Oh, and, my God. and you you will feel like for, for, for 75 minutes, it takes two nights. It took us two nights with both our kids. The first night, it took about 75 minutes. And the second night, it took about 40 minutes. And I felt like the devil. I was like, I cannot believe I'm letting my kid scream for this long. I mean, AJ couldn't even, she couldn't even know what was happening. But I'm telling you, after those two nights, they they learn to put themselves down. It's such a metaphor for life. Is it oh. so hard, so difficult? But if you can bear th- that that short term that, co- that, that pain, that pain, that I'm a terrible parent. This is awful. Something is wrong. Someone's going to call child services. I'm going to get arrested. I can't believe like. And then what happens is they learn to be independent and they learn to put themselves back to sleep. And they're capable of it at six months, not really before, but at six months, um, you know, they, they should be able to have, they have enough food and enough fat on their body to sleep through the night. And if you don't do it, then what ends up happening in many cases is you spend two years of them not getting sleep and you not getting sleep and all these things going. Um, so anyways, that was very, very difficult for us. But immediately, like after those two nights, the kids, they learned to put themselves down and they slept through the night. And so that six month mark was huge for us with both of our kids. No, thank you. Thank you. I think that you just give me the courage to do that because um, um, our baby also is um, waking on now twice only, but the doctors say to, you know, to let him cry. And I'm like, no, like I can't, like even like my husband is very uh, helpful and supported like a hundred percent. So he wake up as much as I do. But, you know, sometimes he take a little longer to um, to prepare his meal and to get to him. So only he cried like for five minutes and I'm already, oh, my God, what are you taking for so long? He needs to get fed. And so I can, I, I mean, I will try. I will take your advice and I will try like those because that will save me a lot. I'm going back to the gym now and I'm trying to get back into my routine. But when you don't have the seven or eight hour or sleep a night is very hard to, to it's perform. so hard it affects you it affects your relationship with your child your relationship with your spouse your relationship at work your ability to be productive yeah. i mean if you don't get sleep everything starts breaking down and, and for the first six months you're just not going to get sleep like that's just how it, that's just how it rolls and so <laughs> it's like don't don't make any crazy decisions the first six months you have a kid. Like you just go and you're just trying to survive and like figure it out, but make sure your doctor feels like the baby is healthy enough and all that sort of stuff. But I found that most people never have this honest conversation because nobody wants to be the parent who said, yeah, I let my kids scream their head off for (laughs) 75 minutes. Oh my God. But, but I know so many parents that don't do that. 
And then what happens is the kid never learns to sleep. They never learn to put themselves to sleep. And so it can go on for years and years and years. And this is a metaphor for life, right? It's like, if you do everything for your kids, they become helpless. They become dependent. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it drags, it drags on you. And they're, they're just, they're, they're more capable than we know. And, um, you know, so anyways, that could make a huge difference. Um, for you and you'll you'll feel miserable for two for two nights in a row because it you have to do it twice (laughs) but but they have enough typically enough enough fat right and you know let me give the disclaimer i'm not a medical doctor this is not medical advice this is rory vaden who's only had two kids never birthed a child himself but has you know has a (laughs) wife who has i've been through this twice as a friend i'm just going hey this is something that 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 works for us so check with your doctor and all that but but no he actually advised that he did. So he told you, yeah. And it's just, here's the, th- the reason it's so important is because moms feel like they're bad moms yes. and they, they won't make decisions to like, um, uh, we, we do, I host a weekly Instagram live show for success. And this last yes. week I in- interviewed, uh, John Acuff, who's a longtime friend of mine. And we were talking about self-talk and the things we hear in our head. And one of the stories that moms say is, you know, moms who have help are bad moms or you, you know, only good moms can raise their kids like without help. And, and the mom guilt of these stories are so negative and so discouraging and they're so damaging to your ability to, to do stuff. Um, The true soundtrack, which has been around for decades is it takes a village it takes a village. Most of us don't live in villages. Um, many of us don't even have our families close by. Like we like, don't have yeah. cousins. Do your do your do your parents and your your husband's parents and your cousins and your aunts and your uncles do they all live close to you? No, no at all. And all of my family live in the Dominican Republic. And then actually, we took a break. We had to fly there. Live it with my mom and my sister so we can take like a three or four day for ourselves, like when he was yeah. four months old, because where are going not? We don't have we don't have help. We don't have much so, family close. So this is what's crazy is is timeless wisdom says it takes a village, but then modern day social media tells us you're not a good mom if you hire babysitters and nannies and drop your kids off at daycare. But it's, there's no difference. It's just going, (laughs) most of us don't live by our families. We have to have help. You're not a bad, having help does not make you a bad mom. It means you're a great mom. It means you're, you're I I had a nanny. I will go not now. We we have a nanny now for like uh, six weeks now. And it's, 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 a lot easier without yeah. that i will just go you have a daytime go. nanny yes yes let me take it to the next level for you so here's something that will change your life did you know there are things called night night nurses so night nurses they're expensive you know but you know it might be a couple hundred dollars but once a week if you could do it or once every two weeks or a couple of times a week whatever your budget is getting a full uninterrupted night's sleep will save your life and it's like you have to think of it just like you're traveling for business and you got to buy a hotel room it's like <laughs> i i have to now it, it just so happens someone's coming to sleep in your house and take care of the baby or whatever but if you can sleep you can be a better mom you can be a better yes. wife you can be a better entrepreneur and you're it's an investment um so night nurses the other thing 
and and you not everyone you can't afford all this stuff all the time but the the reason i'm bringing it up is because it's it's people compartmentalize like oh this is my personal life and this is my professional life and it's like that's so stupid. There is no separation. Like your personal life is your professional life. Your professional yes. life is your personal life. Yeah, that's true. They go hand to hand. It's you not happy, you know, just not feeling your best at the office. You're going to be cranky and that's all right. home and vice versa. And so investing into childcare is an investment like in your business because you're investing into your sleep, which is investing into your ability to be productive. And so I just don't want any, any mom or dad to feel guilty about hiring help. Now, one of the things that we did uh, at Vaden Villa is we hire. um, So we have, we have someone come every night just from like um, they come every night from like five to eight o'clock. But it's it's not like they're watching the kids and we're off like, you know, doing living our own life. We're here the whole time. And what we realize is it's like it's so that they can cook dinner and, and do the dishes and take out the trash and straighten the living room and prep the bottles and clean the bottles and, you know, prep, prep the bath and, you know, like do the laundry and all all this, these things so that we can be with the kids. The idea is not, oh, hey, we want someone else to like just deal with our kids. It's, no, it's the opposite. They're here with us so that we can actually be playing with them and putting them down and, you know, spending time and with spending them. Time. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you gotcha. got to look at an investment in childcare as an investment in your business. Um, and even though I don't think the government lets us write it off that way, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it is. You you have to think it, of it no, that way. It, I I got you. No, I hundred percent agree with you, and I take your advice. And uh, you know, I I'm very glad that you make it all clear to me. But another thing is like about trust. Like for example, um, mm. okay, we about had a trust. Daytime, yeah, we had a daytime nanny, and yeah. I'm supposed to go to a fashion show on Thursday with my husband. Now my husband is telling me that he doesn't feel comfortable leaving the baby with the nanny so he he's you know that's another thing how to let it go because uh, for me also i'm like uh, a little nervous but at the same time i'm like i have at some points to to trust someone with this baby and let it go because otherwise we don't going to have life as i say we we here by ourselves basically and the, we have to trust someone because yeah. we, we we need to have our life back uh, yes, that, that, that is true. You will, you will go crazy if you don't do some of these things, at least like a date night once a week. So, yes. you know, for us, we do Wednesday night date night and it's just, it's been a part of our kids life ever since. Cause you know, the best thing that you can give to your kids is a happy marriage and for them to see a loving yeah. home, you can't develop a relationship like with, with kids around. It's like, there's too they have too many needs. Like you have to yes. carve some time to have and invest into yeah, your marriage. Like just, yeah, just the now, both, of, both of you. Now, with your fashion show thing, okay, it's, it's a little bit different. Be, um, I can't tell you when you should trust somebody with your children. That is, that's got to be a character uh, intuition assessment that you that you make. Um, but there's a couple a couple practical ideas on this. Number one is install cameras in your house. Um, the like. Um, what are the ones that we have? Arlo. 
they're, yeah, they're super inexpensive. Super inexpensive. Monitor them on your phone, right? Like we have a baby monitor, but we got Arlo cameras all through the house because it's like, I want to be able to check in at any given moment and see where are they, what's going on. You know, it's a good security thing in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and you go like, are they watching TV? Like, are they just watching TV the whole time we're not there? Cause that's not what we don't want that no. to happen. They should be it's, playing. Right. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So our uh, looking out. The other thing is take your kids with you with the nanny. Right. So if it's a fashion show, great. He comes with you and she comes well, with you. No, no, in this case, no, no, no. We're going to South B to the SFL Hotel and I said they wouldn't allow the baby in, in this case. Well, they don't allow the baby where? In the hotel? You know, at the fashion show, uh, the hotel at all. No, no. So, but I'm saying like, I'm sure there's a courtyard Marriott on the same street that they could stay at and be right down oh, the block. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, no, it's they, just no, they been, no, they been, but somewhere at the venue, even the lobby. So, yes, gotcha. yes. Gotcha. And, and that, the, a lot of it is just kind of, it's this creative thinking of going, how do we solve this problem? And these are, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because people never talk about this because it makes you feel like a bad parent to go like, <laughs> like, I need to travel for work. What do I do with my six month old? And, and like, but this is, this is what on, entrepreneurs, do. it's just, it's a problem that you got to solve. I'm not saying your kid yeah. is a problem. I'm saying that there's a, the circumstance. A, a, yeah, there's a set of logistics, logistical challenges that come along with having a child that you got to resolve. How do we clean the house? How do we cook the food? How do we travel? How do we get time together for yeah. dates? You know, how do like all, how do we grocery shop? And we're huge proponents of like, you know, again, have them come with you, even if they stay next door or down the street, you'll feel a lot better. Now it gets hard on the kid as they get older because traveling, it's easier for the kid to be at home where all their stuff is and they feel safe. But yeah. usually when they're a baby, well, and it's, it's not like you're, it's not like you're going, it's not like you're going to Brazil. You're going to, you're no. going to South, you're going a few miles away. Yeah. To South B. We're going to South B. Yeah. Yeah. Now again, a lot of these things cost money, but if you're not willing to invest money and I'm no, not, I'm not really yeah. talking to you here, Rook, I'm, I'm, uh, you're, you, you feel good on this, but, uh, but yeah. somebody is listening that goes, but, but I can't, I don't, I, I can't spend money on that. I don't have enough money. And it's like, no, no, this is what money is for. Money yes. is a tool to be used to, to, to give you, to invest into the tools that you need to run yeah. your business and run your life and give you peace. You do not need to spend your money on nice cars and nice houses as much as you need to spend it on childcare quality, and, and house quality cleaners. Of life. Quality, quality of life. Of life. You got it. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I don't cook, I don't clean. I mean, I'm taking care of the baby, but I outsource all of this because for me, I don't even do my hair or my nails. For me, yeah. it made no sense to sit down two hours to try to blow dry my my hair. I go to the uh, to the hairdresser, which is blow drying my hair. You know what I'm doing? I'm responding emails and contacting customers. Yeah. So that's how I see it. So for me, I'm clear about that. But now. Again, I'm facing with this situation, like for example, like the nanny comes with me with the baby to the to the school. So yesterday we were at the school and she took the baby for a walk around the neighborhood. 
and then like 30 minutes passed and I'm already texting her like where where are you like and then I was like calm down like you trust her I had a goodbye and my my mom's god is telling me that I can trust her but at the same time sometimes you know it's a little hard to let it go you yeah. know what I mean so well yeah and that's just some of that's motherly instinct that you you want to have and you're you want to <laughs> just be grateful for it and just know that the younger they are uh, i mean i don't know i i think with aj she's still that way i mean we are helicopter parents like we are we we you know, why like aj has the monitor on the whole night while they sleep like even now at four years old she's like i want to see my boy all the time I, um, yeah. and you tell that you just tell the nanny look like this is part of your job is to send me pictures every 30 minutes of what you're doing. Just send me a picture. Okay. You just say, Hey, look, we're at the park. Hey, look, we're, we're eating ice cream. Hey, look, we're, we're you know, doing a puzzle. Hey, look, we're doing a coloring book. Like, Hey, we're sitting outside. Like, and they just, that's a part of their, their job is to report yeah, to, to report, you. To report to you every, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good idea. That's a good mm. idea. Um, and, you know, and so you just got to like in all these situations, you basically got to go, OK, first of all, you got to grant yourself the grace of going, this is hard and it's OK that it's hard. Like for me, I really struggled because I was like, I, I understand now why dads leave. Um, what do you mean? Let me talk about it. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm being serious because, and I was, I I was raised by a single mom. So when I was six months old, my, my dad left and, um, now being a dad, you know, it's so hard and nobody talks about how hard it is. And so the fact that it was occurring is so hard to me. Like it, it was, I was exhausted. I was tired. My, my wife is exhausted and she's struggling. We're not getting time together. We don't know what we're doing. Um, we're not making as much money, like, because we're not spending as much time on the business. And I literally start thinking to myself, you know what? I don't think I'm cut out to be a dad. And that's what, that's what people think. They actually start to think, this is so hard. There must be something wrong with me. And they look on Instagram and they see all these family photos of like these beautiful families, like, you know, doing all this stuff. And, and you go, the reality is it is so hard. And that doesn't mean you're a bad parent. It doesn't mean you're not cut out for it. It means this is God's way of grooming us into becoming the people we need to become so that we can be great parents. Um, and we have to, the thing that was hard for me, Rooked was, is, is that, being a dad means dying to myself. It means that before I had kids, all that mattered was what I wanted and what I needed. Well, specifically before I got married and then yes. I got married and it was like, okay, it's, it's about us, but we still are independent and able to operate. Yes. When yes. you have kids, I can, I can it's relate like, to that. I can't relate to that. 100%. It's all about the kid. What do they need yes. every moment of every single day? And I don't think enough people say it's hard and it's okay to be hard. And so you got to allow yourself to sit in that. And the first six months, they're just freaking nuts. Like you just got to survive those first six months and just go like, don't even evaluate anything until it's like, just what do we have to do to survive? You're in straight up survival mode, at least, you know, again, for me. I think that we we did all right then. Now, after six six months... months... you, you, you go, okay, this is difficult. And then you treat the things that are difficult, just like you would in your business. You go, okay, why is this hard? What do I not know how to do? 
what would make this better and who or what could help me? And it's like, oh, we need to invest in cameras. Let's go get cameras today. Oh, we need to get, you know, more nannies. Then Great. Let's hop, let's hop on care.com today and post an ad. We need to get our meals ready, right? And there's all these meal. If, if any of you are listening. That's always, yeah, box, that's always there. Books. Yeah, yeah, the box yeah. meal. So uh, if y'all, if, if you, if you want to DM me on Instagram, any of y'all, I'll send you like, here's where we hire our cleaners from and our babysitters and our lawn care. And here's where we get our uh, food, you know, the food boxes and uh, yeah. they have them for kids. They've got little kid meals yeah. that come. Yeah. Right. And again, people feel guilty because you go, I'm a bad mom if I don't cook every meal for my kid. That's the dumbest thing ever. But that's what we think. I have to interrupt you. So I'm from the Dominican Republic and the baby is now, and now he's eating no solid, but he's a, a state too of food. Yeah, so like, like blended my, food. Foods yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in my country, you, you want to raise like the mom could, like my baby haven't eat anything that could for him. Everything is from the shell. Or now I subscribe to one of those organic, the meal that they deliver it to you for baby. And I feel kind of guilt because like I should be cooking at least one meal, but I don't, I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time. And then I think about like, by the time they cook, they just eat such a little portion that the rest is going to be to, to waste. And I like, it's tossing and dealing actually, and I'm struggling with this right now to just let it go. And he's going to be okay. To be raised just eating, yes. you know, that prepared. You know what? Because Your kids will not remember or care if you made every meal. But if you get depressed and you get exhausted and you get fatigued and that causes you to have a divorce, cheat on your spouse, you know, fail at your business, just be anxious and depressed those things will affect your relationship with your kids, not whether or not you made every peanut butter and jelly sandwich they ever ate. Like you are, you are awesome. <laughs> we feel so awesome. much guilt, so much guilt. Moms, moms, especially, you know, as a dad, I experience all of this at like a fraction of what moms ex experience. But, um, you know, so you got to get help. You got to, you just figure it out. You go, okay, meals are struggling. Okay. Let's get this. Or, um, you know, we need house cleaners. We need people to help with the, with the grass. Anybody yeah. who runs a household runs a business. And so Rook, you're not running a business. You're running two businesses. You've got your fashion. You're actually running three businesses. You have your fashion line. You've got your fashion design school. And now you have your, your fully functioning startup, which is a household. And it's like, we need clothes. We need cleaners. We need food. We need lawn care. We need maintenance. Like, these are things that happen every week that never go away. And you got to create yeah. a system, a process, a person to handle these things. And it's, it's not being a bad mom. It's being a great mom. It's being a great mom to source this stuff and, and to be, and to be resourceful. So, um, you also had a question about saying no. Um, when it's not exact about saying no. So what happened is, uh, again, uh, by the way, I only had two businesses because the closing line, I closed it many oh, years ago. So I just focused just now on the, the school and, of course, you know, dealing here with the house and everything. And my husband is very supportive. I, have, I cannot say that I'm doing any of this on my own. Like, he's 
if that makes sense. Yeah, but, so uh, husbands are supportive and they should be supportive. And I am a very supportive husband. I tell my wife, look, I know that I will never do anywhere close to as much as you, but I think <laughs> that I am, I am doing as I, I am, I am on the leaderboard of top husbands in the country. Yes. So that's what you're stuck with. But yeah, moms just carry more. They carry, more. they do. They carry more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, so, uh, what happened is, so I, when the school, uh, again, the school is only four years old. So it's not that it's a huge school. It's very personalized. So, a lot of people uh, come to me, many of the students come to me. Uh, how, like, for example, I, I run many courses. The school runs many courses, yep. uh, different schedules. So every course had its schedule posted on the website. Still, I notice that many of the students, they keep texting me for the date and the schedule or the courses. So my question is, should I keep just texting them back those days or should I just ignore the text so they eventually get used to just look at the website? Neither. So anytime, anytime you get asked the same question twice in any business, what you need to do is create a process to answer the question and install the process so that the question never comes up again. And if it does, you put it in the process. So I'll give you an example, right? Like this one's an easy one. Cause do you have an assistant? No, no, no. You got to no, get an assistant. This, no, yeah. at, no, at this time, no, I'm looking and badly looking for one as AP. I, we are in the process of rebuilding the school. So it's kind of slow those three months, but for sure by, uh, by the end of this month, I will hire someone. Yeah. Okay. Well, even if you don't have an assistant, okay, and, and people will say, oh, hey, Rory's answer to everything is hire somebody. Well, in many cases, it is um, because you that's what you should do. But even if you can't, and, and by the way, my second book, Procrastinate on Purpose, Five Permission to Multiply Your Time, for any of you listening, mm -hmm. I mean, it is just one of the best books ever written on how to get, how to create more time. Almost nobody teaches you how to create more time. In fact, we're all taught that time is finite and it is wrong. Time is, it's, it, it is a lie that time is finite because we figured out how to multiply time. And here's how you multiply time in one sentence. This is a premise of the whole book. By the way, I did a Ted talk on this that got millions of views called how to multiply you, time. You, yeah. yeah. So you say that the TikTok did well, but the title of the book yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a different lesson, but you're right. So you wait, the way you multiply time is by giving yourself permission to spend time on things today that create more time tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Give yourself permission to spend time on things today that create more time tomorrow. So if somebody is saying, asking you a question and it's coming mm -hmm. up over and over, it's as simple like version 1.0 is as simple as writing a response and saving it as a note in your phone then, or on a Google I, Doc, right? That's version one. I uh, do it. I do it for other questions. Can I tell you this? Like I implement that system for, like for example, if someone called by cell phone number asking for information about the school, I had a template which is say zero, so I can text them. Why would the people? as when is registration, something like general, but the problem is like those courses, we run 
almost 50 courses and each course have three schedules. So I, and it changed, it's complicated. <laughs> it changed every, uh, every four months. Again, I take the time every four months and write all of those on the website. So we'll send them a link to the website. No, that's what I has been doing also. But I still that take me time to go myself into the website, find that's the right. core, the specific core, copy the URAs and, and type it. So, uh-huh. But the, here's, so here's the whole point, right? Is you got to create a process and a template the first time. And then as soon as you possibly can, okay, so you run that process and you have to do it manually. Uh, and mm-hmm. then as soon as you possibly can, you get an assistant, a virtual assistant who can handle this and you, and you forward the text to your assistant and they have a process because you created a process for yourself. So the mm-hmm. key is you create the process, document the process. By the way, my favorite thing to do is to answer it with a video because even if you're not a good typer or whatever, as you go, any question that anyone asks, shoot a video, and then this is the video that answers that question. Now, yours with the, the calendar schedule, it changes or whatever, so you can't do it. But when people say, you know, tell me about the school and all that, I would answer that with a, a video. Um, but then you got to forward those requests to an assistant. And by the way, if you can't, if you can't afford an assistant, then you go, okay, get a virtual assistant. If you can't afford a virtual assistant, then get an intern, like get someone at the school and say, great, I give you free tuition and you're going to become my assistant and, and boom, now you got it or find your, you know, find someone in your family who can work part-time, but you got to have help. Yeah, no, I, I, as I say, I always have one and I just, the thing is we're rebuilding the school, what I say is rebuilding physically, like building classroom and working. So we took two months during the summer to do that. But uh, so I'm basically doing this now, those two months, but I always have someone to help me because it's no way that, you know, that I can do it all by myself. It's just too much. It's just too it's much. And, and Ruth, here's what I would say from this conversation. I feel like you're so astute and intelligent and open-minded to these concepts, which aren't, they're sometimes jarring uh, to go, hey, you need to invest in more people and more systems and processes. So you're really just in a season right now of having a baby for six months and it's just crazy. And, and also COVID, right? Like, don't forget COVID happened last year. That was a pretty big event. So you have a baby, you have COVID, you, you know, your class schedules, and you're just rebounding. A lot of us are rebounding and you just need to give yourself the permission of patience. You need to give yourself the permission of patience to go, okay, if I'm thinking this way and I'm, I'm learning to multiply time and I'm investing in personal development and I'm creating processes and I'm hiring yes. staff or I'm working towards it, it will all catch up with you, but it won't be right away. You just mm. got to give yourself grace and flexibility and permission and patience. We call that the significance calculation. It's what it's what is it's the whole concept of procrastinating on purpose book is it's breaking free of thinking about today and thinking on a longer time horizon and mm, just going listen. even though I even though I feel behind today, you know, if I let my babies cry it out for a couple nights, 
two weeks from now, I'm going to feel better. Even though I feel like I'm getting this question a thousand times, if I give myself an hour to answer it once, and then I can just copy and paste it, I'm going to get that time back. Even though I've got more to do than I can keep up with, if I can hire a nanny, a house keeper, an executive assistant, a lawnmower, someone to, an, a, a night nurse, if I can start the process of hiring these people, they can help me. And then they, anything that, any any process that you create today saves you time tomorrow because tomorrow the process is doing what you would have otherwise been doing so stay the course you're on the right track i believe in you keep staying tuned in and plugged into personal development um very important shoot me a message on instagram and i'll shoot you a link directly to my ted talks i think it's it's only 18 minutes and it'll it's it's good so you know i I want to stay connected so i will watch it I promise. Okay? All right, Rook. We, we wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your great advice. And I'm looking forward to connecting you on DN on Instagram. Okay. Sounds Thank good. Thank you. Such an important conversation there with Rook because... It's hard. I mean, it's hard to be an entrepreneur. It's hard to be a parent, but it's especially hard to be an entrepreneur who's a parent. And it's especially, especially hard to be an entrepreneur who's parent, who's mom. So shout out to all the mompreneurs out there, including my wife and my amazing business partner and our CEO of Brand Builders Group, AJ Vaden, who are, who are doing this all day, every day. Um, you know, and the first, the, the very first thing that I take a, 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 away from that conversation is you got to give yourself grace. You got to give yourself grace. You can't expect yourself to make every meal, be up all night in the middle of the night and do every waking, like spend every waking moment for of everything uh, uh, around a kid to be a good mom or a good dad. Get them what they need and spend as much time as you can and let them know that you love them. And that is what it's about. It's it's helping them, doing everything that you can to help them. It doesn't mean you have to do it all yourself. And even if you're the one doing the work of finding the person to help them, you're still kind of doing that yourself. So give yourself grace, right? Like you don't have to cook every meal. You don't have to wipe every toilet. You don't, you don't have to mow every blade of grass, um, you know, get some help. And that is really important for you to do. The second thing that sticks out to me in that conversation is you need to have some time for self-care. You need to do some things to where, you know, maybe it is investing in a night nanny, or maybe it is getting a babysitter one night so that you and your spouse or just you by yourself can have some quiet time. It's not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is a necessity of service. Self-care isn't selfish. Self-care is a necessity of service. I can't fill your cup up if mine is empty. And you, again, you got to give yourself permission to do that and have like the, you know, again, it kind of comes back to grace. And then the third thing is you need to give yourself the permission to invest, which is right out of the procrastinate on purpose book. My second book is the permission to invest the time and the money that you need to create processes and to hire people to help you do these things. Uh, You multiply time by spending time on things today that give you more time tomorrow. 
anytime you create a process for something today, then tomorrow the process is multiplying your time because the process is handling the thing that you would have otherwise been doing. And everyone says, well, I'm too busy to create a process. That is a limiting belief that will keep you trapped as a prisoner, stuck into the world of overwhelm that you're living in right now. If you want to break free of that, you have to say, I am breaking myself free by giving myself permission to set up the processes and hire the people that I need so that I can get other people helping and other processes helping so that it doesn't always fall on me. If you're not willing to do that, then you're not a helpless victim. You're a martyr and you actually need to look at, take an honest look at the fact that you're deriving your self-worth from allowing yourself to be completely consumed and overwhelmed with serving other people. You don't need all that. It's not worth it. Get your, get your significance and your importance from serving others and providing value and, and helping them be them be, their best selves by creating better processes and systems and hiring people and um, investing into those things. It'll make them better. It'll make you better. It'll make you happier. And it will make the world better for all of us. That's it for this week's success line. Keep coming back. We'll keep encouraging you. We'll see you soon. If you would like to appear on the success line, head to success.com slash success line guest to fill out the application form. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate, review, and most of all, tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.